Hey, welcome to the Sipeshinary. Hello. Hello. We are I know, back. I had a... Uh, Eat I some ha- blowout. Beaks, I had a viewer go like, what's the deal with the Sipeshinary? I was like, well, listen, it's been a rocky year for the Sipeshinary. <laughs> Our has. commitment is still very high. Um, but the uh, that's actually not very true. No, I feel like is. our commitment is low, but like it's still a priority for us. Like we still we still like it. No, we're committed to it. It's just that we the spirit is willing, but the, the flesh, flesh is, is weak. weak. Right. So our commitment's high, but our actions say otherwise. Well, actions often speak louder than words. So well, they do. But uh, in this case, two wrongs don't make a right. Well, you can lead a horse to water, but that doesn't make it right. Either. That's, that's true. also true. Yeah. Six in the hand is worth one in the bush. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, you've made it. Ah, we More did. of this to we come. There's there six is. in the hand or there's half a dozen in the bush. There is. <laughs> More of this to come. <laughs> so, um, yep. Oh, it's better by the dozen. So, how's okay. everybody? Doing, doing okay. Lots of good, lots of bad. That's how I feel about life. I'm on the extremes. There's well, some at least there's good in there. And then there's some really bad things. At least there's good in there, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, there's some, I, for me, there's some wonderful. Dad went to the there. beach. Well, I did. I did. And, I, and I'll tell you. Which is why we didn't have one last time. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was really, really worth the time. But I, it, it flew by so quickly. It always does. And I'm like, why does it go by so fast? Why can't it slow down when you're trying to slow down? I felt like last week went, uh, um, last week went by really slowly. Oh, good grief! For me, yeah. And then this week went by pretty fast. Yeah, this week went by zoomed, zoomed fast. But no, we just we did a lot of nothing. I haven't had time to think about it this week. That's good. A lot of nothing. <laughs> All right. We did a lot of nothing. Um, Mom and I rode our road bikes. I ran, had a couple of really good runs, and uh, we played pickleball a little bit. A pickleball. Pickleball is the loudest I'm just, game. I'm just telling. It's isn't so that much, loud? It's really? so much fun. Every time I drive by pickleball people, it's so much fun though. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, uh, but it was it was fun. and it wasn't hot down there at all. Like literally the, the Hilton Head. It was it was cool. It wasn't that hot up here either. Either either. There were a couple days that were dry up here, though. There were a couple days that were well. That was the week before, I think. I I lose track, but Um, we've had a couple hot days. But we didn't. We needed the rain, so finally we got some rain. Yeah, I need to cut my grass now. Yeah. Well, that's boring conversation. Um, Well, I should. uh, I mean, like that rolls right into my life update of I'm going to the beach next week, uh, at the end of next week, going to New Jersey. Which I mean, that doesn't really count, though. That's not a real beach. Oh, I know. Okay, here's here's actually the thing. The they be- would argue with you. The that. beach is actually great. The beach is great. But it's going to be so cold. I don't care. Like, I love... So here's the thing. I actually like the New Jersey beach because the no water's freezing cold. No sharks. Well, I don't no, know about that. I don't that. know about that. Um, no, they the like water's freezing water, cold. So they don't come where the cold water is. That's probably true. The water's freezing cold, but then it is legitimately hot. And the beach area is actually so much better. The water's very clear. So it's like... The, the best of both Pacific and Atlantic well, Coast. Okay. That, that's interesting. So, yeah. like, the water's cold in the Pacific Coast. I love that. But it's hot. 
on the east coast the atlantic coast and so it's like the best of both worlds anyway it's great but then beyond that it is still new jersey and that stinks the armpit of the nation yeah it's pretty yeah, bad well you wouldn't have liked the beach at hilton head either i'm like it, i really I don't, don't like the beach at hilton i don't well, like the beach at hilton head. I really but this time they had they had these, i just like being in hilton head they had these stack of i guess they're called sea reeds like it's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. and they're just stacked all over the place and apparently my I, from what i understand now is that they are there on purpose but it was terrible because when the tide somebody accidentally put them there <laughs> well no sometimes sometimes like when a storm it it pushes them up but i'm like no it wasn't a storm that did that it my understanding is because it's all along the beach and so when the tide is in you have this narrow strip where you can oh, put chairs right right Everything and then there's the water reeds, and right. then there's this ugly stack of reeds and literally you have to make a path through it so yeah, you have to kind of to walk, get through, to it, walk yeah. through it to get through it was it I a smoldering it wick just... or a bent reed oh no mm-hmm. no it was a smoldering wick i think but smoldering a flickering flickering, flickering torch yeah so the only like the last two days isabella when we went for a walk um the, the tide was out so we felt like okay that's that's basically normal you didn't like yeah. the tide and then, pools then what was funny was it was funny we were walking by and there was all kinds of ohio people oh, oh naturally well, and it was funny because like one just had he had, a, ohio he had a he had a red wing thing on oh, it gross. and i walked by and i'm like you're not a red wing fan are you? he goes like you bet i am oh, gross and, I, and i'm like oh Detroit, i'm so sorry and he goes like he goes like it's the only thing that team up north that I'll or that state up north that I'll that I'll root for. Yeah. I'm going like oh Why? so, so oh, I said so dude, you're you're out. from Ohio then aren't you? And he goes like yeah we're from Columbus. I go like where? He goes we live in Clintonville. And I'm like oh my you've got to be kidding me. So they knew exactly where our church was and they're like I think I think like they had been to a vacation Bible school there when they were kids or That's something hilarious. like that. That's hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah. That is funny. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, New Jersey Beach is a lot different. I mean, it's fun. They have boardwalks, and that's fun. That's a cool yeah, little scene. Yeah, that would be cool. And, but Nikki's mm-hmm. cousin is getting married, um, so that's not great. That's not great that she's getting married? Well, the kids aren't invited. It's, it's kind of a mess. The kids aren't invited, <laughs> yet they want everybody there. So All right. me, That's, everybody come, but don't Shasta, come. and then another one of her cousins from South Dakota and her kids are going to be there. And it's going to be like all of us with kids, basically me with like 16 kids. And then the other two ladies there with their little tiny babies. I don't see anything that can go wrong. <laughs> Seems like a great. That sounds like fun. Perfect scenario. On the beach. On the beach. No, dude, just put some like. Get Disney Plus roll fired up. No, nah, the kids. No, that's not how it's gonna work. Yeah. Take anyway, them, take them to the beach. Take them to the boardwalk. Take them to get Coney. Big Coney's? Coney dogs. We did talk uh, about go, taking fire, a day trip up. to uh, the city and catching a Yankees game. I don't know if that'll happen, but Ugh. we talked about that. Uh, they playing the Braves. I don't know, man. No, the Braves are so. yeah. um, Although, oh, and we missed it by a week because the crew are playing in New York City oh, yeah. oh, this, oh, week. this week. Yes, yeah. they are. That would stink. That, that goal, Zellerion, was incredible. Hey, speaking of goals, did you, see, um, did you see the U.S. men's national team game against Mexico last night, Dad? <laughs> started at 10 p.m. It started at 10 p.m. Sorry. <laughs> so I just want you to know, I finished, I finished my counseling four hour track of two, two sessions with, or two, two different sessions 
at 10 o'clock. Okay. So well, then perfect so timing. No. You could have wound you down with <laughs> a bunch of red cards. Uh, yeah. My four, winding down was to climb in the bed. I know. Four red cards. Four red cards. In the game last night. The game ended nine versus nine. Uh, we did Multiple win yellow cards. Tres a cero, which is hilarious. I, I saw Tres a zero. I but saw But they uh, ended Christian the game Polisic early. They, they abandoned the game early. Just because. Because the Mexican fans homophobic were. Homophobic chants that were. Chanting being... homophobic stuff. Yeah. Insane. Insane game. It was. The referee was terrible. Oh, he was so bad, dude. He was terrible. He okay. Christian Pulisic got subbed off in like the 89th minute, whatever. The when the game was practically over, and like he went to run over and give his captain's armband to another one of our team members, and that's he what, got a That's what card, you're supposed to do. Which is what you're like. You're literally, and he was running to go do it. Like he wasn't walking. He wasn't wasting time. He was literally just like, here's the armband, and he the got a yellow card. Referee gave he, a yellow card because the look Pulisic gave the ref was like, what are, are you? you kidding me what like what are you doing dude uh mls do it he's he was MLS so ref. bad he was so bad dude it was so did horrible. he not understand what was going on no i don't no. know what the guy was just well having a he bad... had lost i mean like he's lost in fairness by, the that, game, by that time yeah specifically i mean it was and then all the mexican fans were just like i shouldn't say all a major vast majority of the mexican fans were like throwing stuff chanting homophobic it was like they was were bad where was this sore. where was this played in las, las vegas, vegas. Oh. Because U.S. Men's National Team Federation are idiots that they continue to put games, U.S. national games, on U.S. soil in pro-Mexican. I liked it when they put it in Minnesota in like right. zero-degree weather. It was great. That was, <laughs> was fantastic. true American. Anyway. All so right. That's our so what are, we, what are we talking about in, in our real world so of, we, of loving God and loving people? Yeah. Can we go there? Let's yeah, go we, there. We can. We can. That did not happen last night. In, no, it didn't sound like it. Very little no love. loving so God. No I just love want people. you to know I was doing that. Oh, good. Oh. Good. There was <laughs> well, there was one of us. Glad you were able to get that in there, Dad. <laughs> no. Good. Oh good my goodness. Um, I didn't even know they were playing, so you should have. Well, you need to let me know like Hey, Germany's playing today at two thirty. That's right, they are. Oh. Against Poland. In a friendly, in which we'll lose. And Lewandowski will score five. The but three to three for against Ukraine. That was so bad, dude. Anyway. It was um, a good game. It was a fun game to watch. So what? I mean, like, what? What are these? Games? Like, is oh, there's a, a lot of different tournaments going on right okay. now. So and then there's, there's a lot of friendlies going on. Germany's in a friendly today. Okay. So nothing. Uh, U.S. is playing in the Na- Concacaf Nations League they last always, night. They always play this every year. And they also play are playing in the Concacaf Gold Cup, which is later later this summer, like in next a couple month. Weeks. Yeah. And they always complain about the refereeing in Concacaf. Concacaf, Concacaf is, is so bad. Yeah. Anyway. So, okay. But then there's a bunch of there's a UEFA Nations League which is going on right now. Going on right now. So okay. Spain, no, yeah, Spain play oh, did they Croatia. Is it today or tomorrow? Oh, I'm sorry, I spoiled it for you. Nah, it's not bad. Um, Spain plays Croatia at some point for a final at some point. So either Saturday know. or Sunday, I don't remember. Which. Okay, because Croatia continues just just they're good. Be awesome for no reason. That's Croatia's cool. really good. Um. Okay. So we're, today we're talking mm-hmm. about um we're we're continuing on in our worship theme our worship series here. Um, what I wanted to talk about today is how the corporate Christian worship service, which for most of us happens on Sunday, for the majority of uh, Sunday Americans, it happens on Sunday morning. Uh, for us, it happens on Sunday night. But the the one worship service uh, per week that we gather together and we, as we talked about last time, we have all of this arrangement of things that God has given us to use in our worship. Uh, we arrange these things together, we preach, we pray, we read scripture, we sing, uh, we enjoy the sacraments together, 
all of these things that happen on a Sunday worship gathering, how that is truly the heart of the Christian life. Yeah. Um, and how vital it is that if that heart isn't beating, if the, the heart of the corporate worship service isn't beating in the life of the Christian, it's hard to say um, that they're living a true Christian life at all. And, right. I, and that, is really, that is really true. First of all, because of our union with Christ, we're saved as Christians, not just by ourselves, but we are saved into a church body, into the body of Christ. Right. And then that body gathers together and you, like, in, united, in being united to the head, worships Christ mm. in that way on mm. a weekly basis yeah. um, and as we gather together. Um, and so it's a constant ebb and flow. And I, I think the best illustration that I, that I can think of when it comes to um, the Christian life and the corporate worship service is like a heart. Um, our heart has four chambers. I, don't, I can't tell you all of them because I'm not scientific. Quentin, you probably know more about this. What are the four uh, chambers of our heart? I used to know them. I used, Whatever. To, I used so, to know so a lot of them. Cha- like, there's chamber one, chamber two, and, and three, and then chamber four. And then four. chamber four. And, and that's, those the are atrium. The, and those are the four chambers. <laughs> I know the atrium's one of them. Aortic, aorta. That's a valve. Okay. It's aortic valve, aortic stem. The larynx. That's the throat. <laughs> the bicuspid. No, I did used to, I used to know more. The femur. That's that, definitely that's one of them. That's a bone. <laughs> I knew more when Nagi was going through his stuff, the, but I the forgot. narthex, the narthex, the narthex, and the abdomen. Those are all, <laughs> all the four chambers. chambers of the heart, right there. All right, and the parasus. That's right, and the parasus. So, but the Christian, the Christian heart. Um, think of it like a two-chambered heart, um, where there is, and, and the cool thing about the heart is that you know there's one heartbeat that goes on, um, but that one heartbeat pumps all of the blood through the different chambers and the motion of that one heartbeat is both in it draws blood in but then it also shoots blood out yeah. and so there's this one beat but it's a constant motion this ebbing and flowing this in and this out and i think that that is a very very helpful picture when it comes to thinking through the christian worship service of there is a uh, the heartbeat of the Christian life, of faith in the gospel, there is a receiving, and then there's a giving. Um, and I think the Christian worship service, the corporate gathering, flows like that. And so it's helpful to think through, what are we receiving in Christian corporate worship? And then what is being worked into our hearts in a way that actually is moving outwards, that gives life and vitality to the rest of the Christian life and experience there. Right. I'm going to Google it in here a second, but I think vent- ventricle ventricle is one. Oh, we're, we're still on no, this. No, sheesh. I think that's one. But then it, I don't I think, think anyone cares at this point. But I'm going to Google it. Or there are I'm guessing that. I'm throwing like that out three of you it. who actually know and you're like yelling at us because right. we're idiots. Um, right. Anyway, but the one, the, the one thing I, fr- I probably first want to talk about is how the Christian life, and this is designed specifically in, in the corporate worship service, is first and foremost a receiving. Yeah. A receiving. What do we mean by that when we say that the Christian corporate worship service or the heartbeat of the Christian life is first and foremost receiving something? Yeah, I think that's very, very important because um, that's, that is demonstrate the necessity of, of hearing God's word, of yeah. allowing the word of God to, 
to to not only be heard uh, in a physical way, but actually what I say and I believe is the ears of your heart. In other words, it's it, it's it's and some people call it well, I I have a head knowledge and a heart knowledge, and I would say um, it, it needs to be. They work together. It, they, they work together in order to to hear not only hear the word of God but actually take it in, um, and so that it's it's trans it's transformational. Yeah, it comes in and it and it does the work. I love um, the 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 analogy that I use often is uh, Ajax cleanser. Some of you probably remember this, but it's a little powder that you we call it Ajax. Ajax. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> It, it's it, it is a but but it's like it's like you've got the spirit of god in you and you've got the living word of god that comes into you and the spirit of god takes the word of god and scrubs at the heart and so that's the taking in and the transformation work that has happened and then it shows itself in living outward yeah and and that's and i think that's why for instance um your your hymns that you sing the the scriptures that you that you recite the um the the uh, the prayers that you pray need to be filled with the word of god that's right so that you're you're singing you're reminding each other of of god's word the inflow of god's word needs to needs to be heavy i mean not not in a uh, cathedral like heaviness but it needs to be much yeah it needs to be much and it's okay like we're we're even talking of you know reading a little bit longer um portions of scripture yep. in our in our reading yep. taking our time through that but it's it's there's a, there's a real sense i would say that <clears throat> believers should be on a regular basis at home taking this in too sure yeah but there is something to be said about the corporate nature of we're all sitting there together hearing god's word and taking it in that's right and that's the first step that's yeah. the first part i think so many times Christians, and I mean this in a very broad sense of like evangelical Christians, Christians who believe the gospel, you know, going to church on Sunday, it, people in our circles on our team waving the, the Jesus flag. Um, we often are tempted to think of worship as something we do. Right. Um, and that's, you know, we'll even talk about that. We're like, we're going to, we are going to go to worship. Um, you know, we need to worship. And that is true. But again, thinking through that corporate worship time or any worship time as first and foremost being a mechanism of faith, which we are receiving Christ and all of his benefits. Right. Uh, right. We, we talked about that last time, how we arrange everything, our songs, our scripture reading, our preaching, the sacraments, all of those things are, are arranged in a way that consistently multiple times in the service, give us the good news of Jesus. Um, and that is to be received by the mechanism of simple faith, of trusting and believing at the level of the heart. So, you know, and faith comes by hearing, as you were saying, hearing by the word of Christ. Yeah. So we're clear about Christ, and then we're not asking you to come do anything. Mm -hmm. We're simply coming to, to actually present Christ to you, to proclaim him to you, to prop him up, um, much like the serpent in the, in the wilderness, the bronze serpent in the wilderness. We right. prop him up. We look to him. And we receive the benefits. Yep. Um, that's that's the goal, the intake of the Christian worship service. Um, Quentin, you want to add anything there? No, I think the. No, I think you're spot on. Again, and, the, and that kind of helps shape a little bit, not a little bit. It helps shape, you know, what we do, 
and and why we do it. That's so right. that's right. Um, if we if we if and you'll notice too when you go visit other churches, you'll notice whether or not they understand that or not through their worship. Right. Right. And you can you can get the you can you can feel it and you can there's a real sense you can feel it and taste it and um I mean you can just listen like first thing you can do is like listen for the pronouns right if a yeah. lot of it is i'm doing this yeah. you know, all that i'm doing right. i love yeah. you i serve you again that's not uh, what we're not saying is that that's not a part of the worship service it it is but it's not the first thing yeah i mean we said that when like the when you listen to Christian radio, it's very centered it's, on all the things yeah. I'm doing for God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what we, we talk about this. Is it, we call it first-person first theology versus third-person theology. That's right. If that's you, right. If, if what you're constantly saying is I, 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 that's we, your, that's, you probably don't know the real yeah, gospel. I know. We're, and that's what we just, we struggle with this, even just because it's not about our doing or even our not doing. Right. Like we cannot use our doing or, or the things that we're not doing. Right. You know, you know, by that, it's like, well, at least right. I'm not doing that. Right. Yeah. And I'm good because I'm not doing that or I'm good because I am doing this. We can't use these things to prop ourselves up. Right. That is, you start talking that way it reveals that you don't really understand the gospel and what, and all that that means. Right. And it takes time, and, and very few do, honestly. And it takes right. a lot of time, and it usually takes some very heavy, heavy things to work through. And I mean, I can remember, and you, you have experiences too, Hunter, where like we going through difficult things, and then hearing it preached to us, and then that just changes it. Your heart changes, and we see it in other people's lives. I mean, right. we've seen it this week already with people in our church who have turned 180 degrees. So I mean you and then you can feel that in our worship and you can see that in worship if that's not if the, if your worship is is me centric is pronoun i centric then um you got problems yeah. you know, it's not a it's not a very good not a very good healthy church right yeah so if it's going to be Christ and the benefit of the gospel received by faith then that first instinct of christian worship is to come and to receive um so we have something we need which makes the corporate gathering a vital part of what we're doing because yep. number one if we are humble um then we should desire and we will desire what we truly need in other words yeah. raising our hand saying i'm a sinner in need of grace then in the corporate worship time where christ is given for the sake of the sinner received by faith then we're like cool this is exactly what I need. Thank yeah, you. Jesus, Jesus talked about that when he, he said, you know, you, you, you hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yeah. There, there, there ought to come, there ought to be a sense where you're starving for it. Um, you've, you've, you've lived on manna all week that's and right. now you want some real meat of the word. Right. And that, that means pigeons. That, <clears throat> what's that? Quail. Quail. Pigeons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But what that means Squans. is, I, I really think it, it puts the onus on the leadership of the church to, to, to be ready to, to give the meat of the word. And, right. and I, I just think so, so many pastors that I talk to, I almost have to talk them into this idea of you're preaching God's word and the people need to receive it. They need to hear God speak. Right. And not just hear it and walk out and go like, no, oh, that's yeah, it. Cool. No, it's a it's a transform it's a transformational hearing. Yeah. It's a it is a um, revitalizing. It's a it's a it's a one that leads to 
faith, greater faith in Christ. That's right. And see their need of Jesus even more. That's right. Um, and and if and if the way you're preaching isn't stirring that, and it keeps directing them back towards do more, try harder mentality, right? You you don't get it. You don't understand. It. And it's funny because like, um, when your faith is in the living Word, um, it, it frees you up to actually recognize your own failure. Yeah, and recognize right. your need, and all the the thing that we have in common together is that we all have a need, but that need is all satisfied through Christ alone. That's right, yeah. and there, that's that is the that that's the formation, that's the pool, if I can say it this way, that's the pool we swim in in fellowship. That's right, and that's and that's why even our corporate again we talked about this last time, like our corporate worship service is designed to first and foremost recognize God and who he is. Mm -hmm. Then we recognize us and where we fall short. So it highlights the need that we have for God and for his righteousness given to us. But then it gets around to finally presenting Christ as Mm -hmm. the answer for all these things. Uh, And so that's why there's things like adoration and confession, Mm -hmm. restoration, and then um, a a gospel promise or a gospel blessing. And then we reiterate it through preaching and then we reiterate it through the sacraments. Um, those things are important, and if the the tenor of the Christian worship service doesn't sound like Christ for you, then yeah, it's I think it's missing something pretty pretty vital. I mean, and you can tell that heart of the church through that too. I mean, you can. There's grace. There's confession. Well, and there's there's love for one another. That's right. Because it's not self righteousness kills all that. Yeah. It's it's like it's like it takes a it takes a, a scissors and just chops life right out of your soul that's right and i just i feel like people don't we just don't understand what the breadth of that freedom does for your soul mm-hmm. and you're not going to understand it it doesn't matter how well we say it you're not going to really understand it so you experience that freedom itself the freedom to be able to admit you know what i was wrong full stop yep. i'm a sinner full stop right and 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 Jesus has Jesus loves me and he saved me. Full, Full stop. stop. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I can repent. I and, and it doesn't matter all of the other reasons why you made the you choices that you made. It doesn't matter how you logically work your way into, well, I did this and this and this, and because this person did this to me and then because I didn't do that, therefore I want them to understand why I did like no, you that was a, you you sinned against them. Yeah. yeah. Full stop. Repent. Yep. And you can say you can have freedom in that and you can have freedom in that repentance and you can have freedom in the joy and the peace that comes with Christ has forgiven you. Yeah. And that's, full stop that that kind of mentality <clears throat> permeates the atmosphere of the church. It yeah. should like like when you when people walk in the door, there should be this atmosphere of freedom, really of of love, not. And, and what self-righteousness does is you walk in and there's this, there's this atmosphere of condemnation. Right. Or yeah. suspectness. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they look down the end yeah. of their nose because you're not like me. Right. You don't have to be like me. Yeah. You, you, you get to be like Christ. Yeah. That's what we, but we, you we see, you can see that you can see that in how, uh, members treat each other Yeah, and how they, how they, the desire, maybe they don't get it all right. Right. But there's a desire for, restoration there's a desire yep. for growth and a deeper meaningful relationship with each other and they're working through how to get that like how do we 
how do we get to this point? And the only way to do that is to realize the freedom to admit where your sin is and then the freedom to admit that Christ has saved you from that and you are forgiven from that. And then you also see it too when you have visitors show up to your church and they go, I like coming here because I don't feel like I'm being judged or I like, or I appreciate being here because there's just a sense of unity and joy and peace. Yeah, so, I mean, like even though, are, yeah, even though the holiness of God is clearly proclaimed every week, it's in yeah, our worship, yeah. you know, he's not, you know, or in other words, like God isn't showing up in jeans. That's not what we're trying to sell. Right. You yeah. know, but like, we're no, saying, yeah, the so, atmosphere is grace. We're not so making the, it about your tattoos. We're not making it about your piercings. Well, the difficulty is, the difficulty is, and, and this is, we, we, we need to be honest because there, there's, there's two ditches that you fall in. One is that, that, that where you're staring at tattoos or you're staring at, you know, piercings or whatever. And the, the flip side is that we're not going to do that. What we're going to do is we're going to be loudly proclaiming our, mm-hmm. our good and yeah. proper theology. Yeah, right. That's right. right. And, and there's nothing wrong. I mean, there's everything right about having good theology, but what happens is, is good theology doesn't, is, is, is no good if there's not genuine love for people in it. First Corinthians. So gospel 15. doctrine has to have gospel culture. Right, and that gospel culture mm-hmm. comes when you realize, you know what, there's no way I can have perfect theology. And that's the line to gain. Mm-hmm. There's and, a, um, I put it on Facebook, and I got some, I got some bad feedback from it. But <laughs> I don't really care, to be honest with you. Um, Nothing. You can I don't the, hold on. I don't ever get bad feedback for any of my Facebook posts um, from <laughs> uh, Steve Brown, which I know many people probably don't like Steve Brown. He's coming to me and saying, Reverend, I'm going to take you out and show you the real world. And I say often, you don't know nothing. I've buried more babies than I can remember. Oh, yeah, I thought I've cleaned guy. up after more suicide and listened to more confessions. You don't know anything about the real world. But as I worked on lament and the pain that every one of us experience, I thought about laughter. You can fake almost everything else, but you can't fake real laughter. And when it's not in the church, I believe Jesus leaves the building. So you can tell whether God is doing something not by the purity and the obedience and the faithfulness and the knowledge and the theological accuracy. You listen for the laughter, and if it's not there, Jesus isn't either. And he's not talking about silly joke laughter. No, he's, he's not talking, talking about the good news of yeah. everything's going to be all right because look what Jesus has done for us. And, that's, the, and that is, by the way, that is good theology. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, the problem. Point. Like the Pharisees didn't have good, they thought they had it all right, but they didn't have the gospel culture and it shows they missed it. But I, I, I find just after 40 some years of, of doing this, that, that people misread what that guy is saying. They, well, they of course. And that's why I'm getting, that's, that's why they don't the, understand the what, what he's saying. He is not poop saying poop. you, you shouldn't be pure. You shouldn't have good theology. What he's saying is, that good theology should send you a warmth of heart. That's yeah. Right. Should yeah. send you this ability to look at people and have pity on them and love them and bring them into your bosom, as it were, and say, you're, you're, you're Jesus' mm. friend. You're my brother. Right. 
and we may not see everything eye to eye, but the reality is it's okay because we're never going to see perfectly until we get to heaven. Right. Yeah. And, and we're and so when afraid we get to, to heaven, say that. We'll just laugh at all the things we yeah. face down right. here. Of like, it was all, it was all going to be okay. Well, he's going to wipe away all tears. It doesn't say he's going to wipe away all, all, all. He's not going to wipe that smirk off my face. That's for sure. Yeah. But all I'm saying is I just, (laughs) we, we are so, we are so much sinners. Oh, oh. (laughs) We're so much sinners that we're either looking down the end of our noses at people or we're, we're spouting off our pure religion. Right. That it's not, it's not pure. Yeah. And and I can I I can live with you for an, a day and show you that yeah you're not pure in that in that thought in that yeah. religion and it's okay yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Christ has got you covered right. you're not mm-hmm. going to do which is why it the grace exists and why we should why we should really sing Amazing Grace that's yeah. right that's right and, and that's the that's the inflow and I, I mean we kind of in one sense without talking about it we talked about the outflow of well then what you know if all of the Christian life or if all of the Christian worship service is primarily about us receiving Christ and all of his benefits, the natural question is, then like, well, then what do we do? And it's like, well, my gosh, there's a million things that we can be doing. Yeah. There's just a million ways that we can exhibit that. Maybe we'll save that for next time. Yeah, let's save that for yeah. next time. time because I, but um, we've kind of already talked about it if you're looking for, like, well, then what do we do? It's probably way more simple than you think. Um, but, that's, and, but that's where the response, that's where the uh, repentance, that's where the... You know, and so I lay down my life type response uh, in worship comes from. That's part of where where it goes. I would say too that um, I just want everyone to know that I was correct. I was right. The uh, four chambers of the heart are uh, atrium and ventricle. Okay. You have left and right atrium, left and right ventricle. So I was right off the top of my head. You were good. I I know. I know. I remember random things. You do. So thorax is not a chamber of a heart. No. Paris, okay. That Paris is a, thorax is part of an insect that has three segments of their body. But yep. what about the lorax? What about the chaussures? Oh, the lorax. Chaussures. Uh, that's a French word. That is a French word. Um, Meaning shoes. What yeah. about Kopfschmerzen? That's a German word. <laughs> All right, we need a break. Ich habe, ich habe kein Baumschmerzen. All right, break time. All right. We've reached it. Hey guys, not much of the uh, commercial here, but just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to us. Really appreciate your time. Uh, would really appreciate if you could uh, give a quick share um, and maybe even rate us on your uh, whatever device you're listening on. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. We will continue to uh, put out content as much as we can. Thanks for listening. Hey, we're back. Oh, we're, we're back. Now we're back. Okay, we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, Quentin, do you have anything we should uh, we should be imbibing in? I don't know about what you should be imbibing in. Well, that sounded weird. But I That's... know what I'm imbibing in. Okay. What are you... Golf. Not oh, like watching golf. Disc oh. golf. 
Hey, you know it's not a huge tournament the, this weekend. Not the nerd herd game. Come on, dude. Golf. I'm actually legit real clubs, golf balls, golf. Okay, but can you um, throw you know, a you know, disc six hundred and fifty feet? No, oh. but I don't really want to. And no one really cares. So <laughs> So let me just say <laughs> before you say anything else, I am really glad that you're enjoying that. I love it. It's be, a lot of fun. Because I in fact it was it came up when we were at Hilton Head. Like, do you, any of you guys golf? Because Carrie still has those free golf things with his condo. What? But it's you still have to pay for the cart. Yeah, I'll pay for the cart. Right. It's like it's like twenty bucks. Forty? No, it's forty dollars. Forty bucks. Forty dollars. That's the price has gone up so much. That's but, crazy. But Inflation. he said like, and I said, well, like, Quentin does. He's still he's still playing. He goes like, he's playing. I go, yeah, and I'm so glad. Someone, um, someone's getting into. I can't. Do so, it. um, US You're not Open. Glad I play disc golf. No, we don't need we don't need carts. We don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> uh, U.S. Open's happening this weekend. I watched the Memorial. I watched uh, the Masters. And did you watch that dude last week? That putted that seventy-two. Oh foot. yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. was amazing. You know the guy who won uh, the Memorial here? Yeah, Victor Hovland, uh-huh. uh, Buckeye. Was he well, really? Of yep. course. Then. Yep. Of course he should. How come win. they didn't say that? Well, oh, it's that... PGA stuff. They oh. don't. They don't care about stuff like that. But um, so I'm playing tomorrow with some Calvary guys down here, um, oh, cool. down here Black Lick, and then yeah. on um, Monday I've got a tournament that I'm going to play in, um, Fellowship Christian Athletes. So Ryan Vanderworkers Ooh. thing, he's got a foursome there. That um, golf is expensive. This uh, foursome would have been expensive, but very gracious. Ryan said, "Hey, there's a foursome that's already paid for. They backed out. Do you guys do you want to play?" So we got a couple guys that we're going to go do that too. So that'll nice. be a lot of fun. Is on Jimmy Monday. involved in that? No, he's not because he's. Well, then you're going to lose. Well, Justin Billings is, so we got a chance. Okay. So Justin Billings is going to play with us. So that's good news. It's best ball. It's really chill. It's like a. It's a very. Sure. Uh, there are other pastors and other people kind of in it that from the area or people who are in ministry. I think. <laughs> I never got a phone call. It's one, of, it's one of those things where I didn't get a phone call. Either, FCA but. is one of those things where it's like, uh, is it really Christian? Are you guys? Are you guys really? Okay, whatever. <laughs> We'll do it. Um, this guy who shot like a, a sixty round, you're like, what church do you go to? Um, yeah, uh, what feels, church? Well, what no, church? remember that softball. It feels a lot like church softball, softball team right? that we had. Like, <laughs> so, so, hey, where is your church? Oh, what church is this, guys? Uh, I don't know. I don't, where, where are we located? Are we? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Glory to God. Um. Anyways, so I'm pretty pumped about that. I'm imbibing awesome. in golf. I love. I really do like it. It's a lot of fun. I'm terrible at it. I'm very, very, very bad at it. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, we just had men's group over at Judd's house on Wednesday night and we spent the most of the evening chipping balls into his oh. sandlot uh, volleyball court. Oh, that's great. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. It was pretty cool. chill. That's cool. Anyways, that's what I'm imbibing in. Golf. Nice. Dynamics nice. discs open today. Uh, Nobody weekend cares. Friday. Um, big tournament. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm glad you guys <laughs> em- have that. Emporia, Kansas. Good stuff. Ah, that's good. Where is that? Emporia, Kansas. Where, where is Emporia? In know, Kansas. Yeah. We're in- it's a it's a beast of a disc golf course though, it's like one of the biggest. So I've heard tournaments of the year. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. I got a new pair of running shoes. Nice. Hey. There it is. That's like Christmas for me, man. It is like Christmas. Seriously, it's like, like riding on a new pair. So of wheels. I get it. I get it through. I got it through this place in Greenville that I've gotten it for decades. Yeah. And he wasn't there, but they all knew that I was his friend. Like yeah. I walked in and they go like, "Oh, you're Jeff's friend, aren't you?" I go like, "Yeah." He goes like, they go, "Where is Jeff? You get Jeff discount." I don't. I don't know. He wasn't. wasn't he's. I don't know, he. 
he started running. Did, did I? Did yeah, I tell you, you guys? Told, yeah, he, he started running here. Yeah, at OSU. Yeah. In fact, um, a couple of guys at our church were like, "Do I know him? I bet I know him." And I go, "Like, I couldn't remember his last name." Anyway, so anyway, it's the best place to get shoes, and I got a new pair, and I feel like I have two new feet. Yeah. Oh, I love them. love that. It is great. I need to get Diodorus, running shoes. Oh, Diodorus. The, the, the wow. Yeah. Um, it's called um, Blue. Blue suede shoes. Blue suede shoes. Blue something. Anyways, because it has this blue line in Blue's the middle company. of it. So it's good. Really good. Blue's really, really good. Bluey. Anyway, I want to, I, I guess I have the You do. You have the word. Bring so, us the word. So I just, I, I'm just constantly running back to this because I feel like in so many ways, we are constantly looking to ourselves for our salvation. And we're constantly looking to ourselves for our sanctification, constantly, yeah, constantly. And I think, I think God knew this, and so He gave us the Apostle Paul, who probably struggled with it all of his life because everything he writes it seems like he's putting, he's taking a gun to that, to that idea. And my, this is probably one of your favorite verses, but it's become one of my favorite verses, Galatians uh, chapter five, verse six, where. Paul is earnestly, earnestly trying to get a hold of the folks' hearts at Galatia and our own hearts to say, stop looking outside of you for your, your salvation. So he says this, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. It doesn't mean a hill of beans. Doesn't matter what you do or what you don't do. So, so stop, stop your doing. Stop looking at that. Stop um, judging your own spirituality mm. based on what you do. Mm. And then he gives us the clue, and because it's number one, it's in Christ Jesus that this happens. But only faith working itself out in love. Mm. And um, I read recently um, a, a fellow who actually was one of the mentors to Tim Keller and Scotty Smith, Scotty Ward Smith. I'll listen to whoever that guy is. Right. So he his name is, two awesome is, is, is Charles Jack Miller. Huh. So you probably never heard of him. No. But he's, he's written a couple books. He's written a really good book on repentance. Huh. If you, you get it, get it. But he says three questions Jack <laughs> Miller taught me to ask in any situation. Number one, what will faith expressing itself in love look like in, huh. this, in this scenario? That's wow. great. So whatever scenario it is, what, what does faith working itself out in love, what does that look like mm. to you? Secondly, how does this challenge that I'm facing reveal my need for God's grace and repentance? Mm. Dude, yeah, that's it. That's, that's and then good. Third, if I don't, if I don't choose to trust my father, what other options Dude. really are there? Wow. Dude, that's those are those are three balls hit out of the park. Yeah, yeah. but it's just understanding that it, my my actions don't count for squat. It's what Christ has done for me. And so when I look at every situation, like this is why I say over and over and over, and I keep learning it and I keep embracing it, all of life is all about God. Mm -hmm. And if we could just get a hold of that, we are designed for God, we, which, which God doesn't need us, 
but he's chosen to work through us, but it's him working through us. And that's where our faith comes into play because we're constantly looking up to him going like in the middle of our challenge, God show yourself because mm-hmm. this is about you and your glory. And Peter actually says it as well in our, in our text for, t- for Sunday. He just basically says, rejoice in suffering because God's glory is being exposed. Yeah. And that's, that's the point. And it takes faith. And that exposure of God's glory shows itself out in love for people yeah. and love for God and love for people. There's a sense to which when we stand and sing exaltation to our Christ, that it should so move us that we actually can't sing mm. because our hearts are so melted by his love for us. Mm. And it should, in many ways, bring us to the realization of it shows itself in tears and care for one another. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I'm just, I, because, because the opposite of that hardens. Yeah. And when you, see, when you see the hardness of sin, it, it, it should just melt our souls. Yeah. Because what it means is there's lack of faith, and because of that, there's lack of genuine love. Yeah. So those three questions, really, <sighs> really, awesome. really, really helpful. I encourage you to write them down, put them on your forehead, <laughs> put yeah, them that's in your mirror. Super encouraging. I mean, we, we've had so many things happen in our church recently, which yeah. is a bunch of people suffering of yeah. different things. And, um, and you know, one of the, one of the things we're, we're working through is like an openness of mm-hmm. struggle, of, yeah. you know, admitting things or saying, hey, I'm going through this, I need prayer for this, whatever it is. And um, Nikki and I were talking about this, like why, why isn't our church more open? Why aren't we more transparent? Why aren't we able to just say, this is what I'm going through, this is what I need? And so we were reflecting on like, well, you know, the pews, the reflection of the pulpit, so there's probably something that we're doing. And mm-hmm. so how, oh, are yeah. we, how are we leading in this way? Right. Um, and we were talking about like how, like Nikki and I were talking about like how like we're not, we're not going through hard things like our people are. I'm like, well, pause, because that's not, that's never, it's not a, like a pissing contest of like who has the biggest suffering or who, Mm -hmm. you know, who, who's going through the most right now or who has the most sin. That's never what it's been about. The question, I mean, and it's really those three questions, but it's really like, how are we processing the gospel in every situation of our life? Yeah. And for us, we are going through a particularly hard thing. It's really small. It's not very big, but it's hard and we don't have answers. And it requires the gospel to navigate. Um, and so that's the question. Are we doing that? Yeah. Are we looking to the good news of Jesus, what he's done for us, not what we look, not what we're able to do for him, yeah. um, not the, the idols that we want to go trust in? So three questions. What will faith expressing itself in love look like? That's right. Mm. Beautiful. Two, how does this challenge reveal my need for God's grace and repentance? In other words, what is God doing in this? Yeah. And what it should is, What is he giving and what should we return like uh, repent away from grace from and to get. repentance. And then third, if I don't, if I choose not to trust my father, what are my options? That's right. <laughs> and I think anybody can go through anything, whether it's really hard things or really easy things and navigate those. But you, I think you have to navigate those questions. I think you have to navigate a processing of the gospel in every situation. Yeah. Um, and that's the, that's the Christian life. That's the, understanding that's the, gospel. the privilege that we get through Christ. So in Christ. Good call. That's awesome. Good, good word. 
All right. Thanks for joining us on the Sipe Hope that was encouraging for you, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. See you guys.